Hello, everyone. Welcome to Word for Work podcast. And in our episode today, we have the privilege to invite our very first guest. We'll be sharing more about how God has moved mightily in His work as He puts His trust in Him. Today we have our very first special guest, Edmund Teo, a second-generation Christian, true Malaysian, and of course, without further ado, we'd like to hand it over now to Edmund to give a little intro about himself. All right, good. Thanks a lot, Estelle. Um, thank you also to, to Andrew as well, um, both of you for having me on this show. Um, really an honor here. Um, so as Estelle has already introduced, my name is Edmund, a second-generation Christian, born and bred in Malaysia. Just to share a little bit about myself, I mean, my Christian faith as well, I personally gave my life to Jesus when I was about five. Um, it, during a children's conference in, in my church then, um, by a pastor called Bill Wilson. Some of you may also know him. So as Estelle said, I think um, I'm from the, just, just to also give a bit background on my professional uh, responsibility, I'm in the IT division for a multinational uh, company. Uh, I'm privileged to actually lead a department for about four years now. Um, prior to that, I was actually a solo contributor responsible for IT projects. So in total, you would say I have about eight years or more uh, of working experience uh, after completing my, my bachelor's degree in IT networks. Really cool, Edmund. Thanks for sharing that uh, about yourself. Um, I think the listeners would be quite curious to know you a little bit more. Uh, maybe you could also share a little bit how others, um, let's say close friends or family, would describe you as a person. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a very good question because uh, maybe I share first how people who I'm not so close to would describe me. Um, then I'll also share the contrast to that because uh, strangers tend to find me uh, serious and formal. Um, but, but friends, family who are, who are really close to me, they know that that's far from the truth. Um, I'm actually uh, pretty, I, I wouldn't I won't now praise myself and say I'm pretty funny, but I'll say I do try to make things light um, and also make the, make the mood light um, when I'm among friends. Um, so serious is, is really far from that, um, except for when I'm down to doing work and so on. Um, but I have to admit, I have a serious demeanor. Um, so I can understand why people would think I'm serious, no nonsense, just by first impression, just by having a, a first look at, at me, right? So that's how strangers would tend to describe me. But I don't believe I'm that. Um, I think I'm uh, pretty easygoing. I can also uh, chat with people hang out with people, make the mood a little bit light. Yep, definitely. I could uh, personally testify to that. So Edmund um, is a really warm and, and friendly person uh, when you get to know him. So really, really cool guy. So thanks for also sharing a little bit insights about how others see you and would be cool to also learn. So you mentioned that uh, you're a second generation Christian. Um, in Malaysia, and maybe you could now elaborate a little bit about how did your faith journey started, um, and maybe walk us through 
the the process a little bit. All right. Yes, I am a second generation Christian. Um, to to share, I think my parents accepted Christ uh, when my elder sister was was born, about a year after she was born. Um, so I I pretty much was born into that Christian family, and I would say I think my my mom especially is into the word. So she um, trained us up since we were kids, since we were toddlers, babies, to talk about the word. Um, pretty much being fed a lot of Christian teaching since I was young. Um, but personally for myself, I would say, you know, I, I gave my life to, to, to Jesus when I was five, like I shared earlier in the conference when Pastor Bill Wilson was there. Um, to be honest, why five? I can just say, you know, the pastor just said, you know, come forward if you love Jesus. And yeah, I, I didn't know what it was. My mom always told me, you know, you have to love Jesus. So I, I went forward, right? So that was kind of my encounter to, to then give my life, but I really didn't know the significance of it. Um, so I would say I didn't really have a personal relationship with, with God, with Jesus, until I, it was, I, was, I would say, maybe my early 20s. Um, I have to also admit here, you know, I, I went through very typical childhood, teenage years. Um, I was rebellious. I was naughty. Um, not doing really bad stuff, but I, I just went through the, 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 the teenage years growing up. Um, also hanging out with friends, um, not really putting a lot of effort into my studies. Uh, so for me, teenage years was the growing up years. Church was for me a place where I, I look forward to go, to go. I actually enjoy going to church, but for the wrong reasons. So I go there um, to, to hang out with my friends, um, my, my childhood friends who I grew up with. Um, then church camp for me was, you know, attractive place because hey, all the activities and, and new people that you get to meet, friends and so on. Um, so that was really how I grew up in, in, in church throughout my teenage years. Um, but that actually changed about 12 years ago, right? So I was close to my 20s. Uh, I had my own personal encounter with, with God, um, like, like really can sense his, his presence. Um, then since then, I would say church has be, became this place where I really go to experience God and his presence um, as, as my primary purpose. Um, and also since then, I, I would say that, you know, I learned that um, my, my Christian faith is not just bound to the four walls of church. Actually, it's more than that. Um, my Christian faith is, is also what I do outside of the four walls of church. So that's um, my faith journey. Uh, so I would say personal encounter with God has been about now 10 years. Uh, and, and God has been very faithful in, in these 10 years to me. Amen, indeed. Uh, and what you've shared, I guess, is also very relatable to a lot of us. So especially for, for second generation Christians, where you started off going to Sunday schools uh, with, with parents and then having that childlike faith to just like just uh, follow whatever uh, parents' instruction is, right? So you said to go forward and then you would go forward. But of course, um, growing up and then having that Holy Spirit empowered environment actually leads you to your own uh, faith journey that you finally encounter God and then to to take it from there to build a, a relationship with him. So that's God's Definitely. really good. Yeah. Yep. Also going a little bit now back relating it to your professional life. So we talk about a little bit about your yourself, your background, your faith journey. If I recall, you, you mentioned uh, you've been in the IT industry for quite some years now. Um, maybe you could describe a little bit about the nature of your work, how a day would look like for you. Okay. So as I shared earlier on, I'm responsible for leading a team. So, so I have actually team members located in Malaysia, but also team members across in, in Asia Pacific, colleagues that I work close, very closely with. 
So I would say, you know, my day is, is really filled with a lot of meetings. I, I also believe that this is a natural transition when, when you move more towards leading teams and, and so on. You would be in more meetings than before. Like when I was a solo contributor, I would probably be doing more of my own work, sitting down at my desk. Now my, I would say, 80% of my time would be filled with meetings, making sure that I'm engaging with people. Then also the remaining time would be on, on catching up on my own work, sometimes putting in extra effort to, to deal with the unexpected. So issues and so on. You can imagine in IT, we have things that we cannot plan for all the time. So that's, that's really how the day-to-day look like. And on top of that, I think as I'm working in a multinational company, I do have also colleagues and, and peers that I work with from other time zones as well. So sometimes it also uh, goes into the evening where I have to uh, have calls, have meetings with peers as well. Right. So that's how my day-to-day will look like. Generally, spending more time interacting with people, interacting with my team, interacting with important stakeholders, and, and then also making sure that I can organize work and plan ahead as well for other uh, upcoming months and so on. Mm-hmm. And, and thanks for sharing that. And it's really interesting that um, you also give us a little bit insight of how you transition from a, a solo contributor to a team leader, where now you have um, quite a, a lot of diverse team members located in different parts of the world. And you also have stakeholders in a multinational context. I guess it's exciting on one hand side, but it could also be quite challenging because knowing people, they have different expectations, uh, even on on very small tasks to to very large uh, projects or or topics, or even to the extent of strategy. And I guess there would be at least a a few occasions um, throughout your, your career as the IT team leader that you have maybe encountered that you have not thought of before and and went through quite a journey to to learn from that experience. Uh, and I know this is a little bit sudden, but did you have that one or, or two event that you think that, huh, uh-huh, um, that was really an encounter um, that I did not expect, but through, through that experience, um, you actually see how God, uh, through his word, has helped you through through that particular event. Yeah, maybe I would like to share because uh, this is also a journey that I have. And, and my story would be really about how I ended up being in, in this position today, why I'm here. It's, it's really a journey that God has brought me through. So I would really like to rewind to that, that point in time and how God has actually led me since then until today. So... You know, for me to start off in this company after I graduated is, you know, nothing but the grace of God. Um, I've actually not, I couldn't imagine myself being in, in this company to start off with um, because, because back then when I joined this company, I've also not heard of this company, probably would have some ideas uh, to, to what kind of company I'd like to join, right? But uh, don't get me wrong, I think this company has been really fantastic, but I couldn't be here by pure coincidence, right? So it's it's all planned. And I believe that these are all actually a series of events that God has actually put me here. So, so this is that story that I'm going to share, right? So jumping back to where I said, right? So three years, three years into serving this company, that was five years ago. It was actually that day. And, and I can also tell uh, details because I've actually journaled this down before. It was actually the first work day of the year in 2016. And surprisingly, of all the first work day of the year, there was only first book day of the year that I was actually uh, lying awake in bed that night. 
right? So it wasn't like lying a bit, uh, awake in the, in the middle of the night. No, it was, I would say, maybe two or three in the, in the morning. And I was pretty much having a lot of thoughts, you know, mainly about my career. So I started off uh, my career with really the ambition to be a, a good uh, IT network engineer, right? I don't want to get into technicals, but, uh, you know, IT network engineer, when, they, when it comes to a good IT network engineer, they have, you know, uh, professional service. They, they can actually jump into situation, save the day, really become that subject matter expert to actually deal with a lot of issues. Um, so I was wide awake. There was actually two years into my career. After that, I, I pretty much wondered a lot. I was thinking that entire path is, is actually correct for me. It's the right one for me. So after two years into my job, I, after having some discussions with my, with my managers, they actually told me that my personality actually fit more into roles with uh, human interaction, right? And, and that part uh, was a little bit deviating from where I actually thought or wanted to be. Um, so two years in, I found myself being put into project management. Um, I wouldn't say that I was, I was bad at it, but it's something that I didn't enjoy because, because it's not what I wanted to do. So I was wide awake three years in, there was then about a year of, of doing project management. So three years in, and I don't see where I'm moving on from, from there, right? So I was having thoughts about my career. I was really thinking to myself, hey, is this the right job at all? I, I knew that God put me in depth in this, in this company for a reason but I just don't know if that is the right job, right? So because it's not what I wanted to do. But God putting me in there, but me having my own thoughts, I was rather impatient. I was also thinking, you know, if I continue down this path, would it really be what I want to do? So that was actually the first day of the year. And then I was also thinking through about, you know, the, the rest of the year, am I going to still do this path? So thinking for quite a bit, then, you know, I decided, like, how about I just ask God, right? So like I shared about 10 years or so ago, um, I had a personal encounter, so I thought, okay, maybe I have access to God. I, I asked God, so my prayers, by having a conversation with him. Then I asked him, you know, I said, you know, what is your intention, Lord, for putting me into this, this company here? And what do I do next? What should I do next? And guess what? You know, I, I had nothing, right? Of course, I, I, when I share this, I, I think maybe some of you would be thinking, oh, what happened next? I actually had nothing. Not even the direct answer, nothing. It was just middle of the night, three in the morning, just quiet, right? Very strange, just out of nowhere, I started singing Oceans, uh, Oceans by, by Hillsong. So it's, it was quite a popular song back then. But I just don't know why I just started singing Oceans. And I think the time it was maybe like three, four in the, in the morning, I was thinking, it's very odd, right? Now I'm thinking about my career and here I'm singing Oceans. And I thought, okay, maybe God is trying to speak to me through the song. So how about I just go and check the lyrics? So this is actually what I found when I checked the lyrics of Ocean. Um, the first verse of Ocean goes like this. It says, You call me out upon the waters, the great unknown where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in oceans deep, my faith will stand. And I will call upon your name. I keep my eyes above the waves. When oceans rise, my soul will rest in your embrace, for I am yours and you are mine. So I thought about it and, you know, try to, try to imagine actually what is this all about. Then it started speaking to me. The, the, whole, the whole waters here that, that, was, that was described in the first verse, the, the great unknown, um, to me, it felt to me like you know, the position I was in at that time. Um, the place I was in, you know, pretty much having my, my, the future of my career being very unknown, uh, very uncertain, would be that great unknown. And then they talk about the, the, the feet may fail. Um, and I thought, you know, that was the situation that I was pretty much in doubt. 
I I wasn't really certain whether I would su- succeed in what I was doing. Um, am I doing it right? Is this what I'm supposed to do? And that that's really the great unknown, um, and and the place where fit may fail. I may not may be able to do it right. Then of course, keep my eyes above the waves when oceans rise was where God was somehow telling me, hey, you need to focus on me, right? The road ahead may seem tough. It may be beyond your control, but you focus on me, right? Trust in me and you, your soul will find rest in, my, in, in his embrace, right? So I will find, my soul will find rest in his embrace. So when, when I read the first verse, I was like, wow, okay, is, is, that, is that really, is, is it just me, you know, making up that conclusion or, or do I, is that what God wants to tell me? So I felt a bit of assurance at that time. Um, I know, okay, God is telling me, you know, things won't be easy. It's going to be tougher, um, but I'm going to be there for you. But then I thought to myself, I said, hey, you know, the whole point of me conversing or talking to God is, is one thing to know what's the plan for it. Okay, it's going to be tough, but what is that plan? So, you know, um, how do I know what 2016 will look like? Um, and, and how do I know whether it's God's plan or whether it's my plan? So I, I read on further, I read on, and, and actually the, the bridge uh, said, you know, um, spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander and my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. You know, when I read that bridge, or it hit me like God was literally having that conversation with me. The, the whole, the whole take trust without borders was, was God telling me again, hey, you trust me fully. You don't ask any further questions. You just trust me fully. And, and it says, wherever you would call me, wherever you would call me was actually what God would set ahead of me, wherever he would call me to. And, and my role is really to trust him without borders, to obey him, to obey his commands, and, and you know, just, just go with it. Um, then take, my, take, take me deeper than my feet could ever wonder, and my faith will be made stronger, was God telling me what I need to do. Um, and I, I just need to do it, follow it, let him take care of the rest, right? So that is that is exactly it. So just just take me deeper and do things that are beyond my control. Um, and there will come the time where you know his, his work will be fulfilled. It is done. I will actually see it. I will see that my faith is growing deeper, has grown deeper, is stronger, and and he will then put me in that season to actually stretch my faith and allow me to trust him fully. So after reading that, after coming to that conclusion I, I thought about it I actually did not sleep that night I was, I was staying up really pondering about the words um, then I you know I thought to myself okay I guess it's going to be a very strange year it's going to be a challenging year uh, I don't know what to expect since God, tell, God is telling me hey you know it's going to be a tough year ahead right um, so I said okay you know what I, I guess that's it uh, and I didn't hear anything else. I didn't hear anything else anymore. Conversation, no more new songs came to my mind. But I made sure I note down that thought immediately. I, I journaled it. I, I took out my phone, started typing it, and, and just journaled like, okay, this was the song. This is my understanding of it. And, and write it down. Because I know that um, why I'm actually listening or why I'm actually seeing this song uh, would have a reason. I would actually need to come back to this day and also understand why I had this whole encounter and why I had this revelation. 
So I made sure I remembered that night. Yeah. So that was that encounter that 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 I had, um, where where it actually brought me to 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 a very special year in 2016. I'll say. Well, I mean, first, thanks for for sharing that uh, personal stories, and I mean, it's amazing how, like you you mentioned, middle of the night, uh, you were pondering of of this matter, right? Starting of a new year, what would be, where would your career lead you to next? And then you can't sleep, insomnia, a song pop up, and you even went to the extent of reflecting on the lyrics and. The conversation with God was happening there and there, so it was so real. I mean, as you described, I was also very touched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's sometimes just show how amazing God is in in speaking to us and expressing His thoughts to us in various way. And I'm just curious, um, with all the the uh, the singing of the song and then to reflect the song. I, I mean, how long did did it took? For you to come to a conclusion that hey, this is something that I I would need to journal. It will help at least if if not now in the next few days, it will also be a point that I would like to reflect on. I mean, what time was it then already when you went oh. through this whole process? <laughs> if you still remember, yeah, it, it was it was it was a whole night. I mean, there was I literally did not sleep the whole night at all. So I went I went to work. First day yeah. feeling like a zombie, uh, and then also people looked at me like, "Okay, what happened? You look really tired." And say, "I didn't have a good sleep the night." Of course, I did share the story. Yeah. Uh, I I I would say it was like four close to five in the morning. By by the time I had all these thoughts, um, it was four close to five. And you know, at that point in time, I was like, "Okay, if I catch a sleep, I'll probably get an hour or so." And you know, so much thoughts going through your mind. When you have a lot of thoughts going through your mind, you probably won't won't sleep. So I thought, okay, let's let's write this down because this is going to be a significant moment. This is going to be a moment which I think um, would be used to glorify God because because it's it's an encounter, right? I've had other encounters before, but that's one encounter which for me was very unusual because it's from a song, and the interpretation was very fitting to where I was at that point in time. So it took me about that that little thirty minutes or to an hour to really ponder, reflect, and and finally came to that conclusion. I'll say. Cool. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just so surreal to to listen to your story and and to so glad, so glad that you walk us through that process. And I guess um, after, let's say, experiencing this kind of um, reflective um, encounter with God, I guess the the expectations would be rather high, right? So there is sort of a key message <laughs> being brought to you in the middle of the night. So I mean, all the settings are. Are definitely on on the right frame of mind, and you you'll be like, ah, uh, there must be a miracle waiting for me. Uh, I guess that would be sort of a, a natural reaction, and maybe could the, the listeners would be very interested to know then what's next. Uh, I mean, did did then a miracle happen as you expected, or or what? Help us to to walk through that uh, journey of yours. All right, yeah, I. It, it, a miracle did happen. Something did happen. So, so that's the, maybe the reason why I also shared this, this encounter middle of the night. I think that was first of all very important for me to share the encounter middle of the night because it would explain what transpired later on. Um, but but I can tell you it did not happen in the next week, in, in the next few weeks. Right, God works in His time, not my time. So, uh, in fact, to be very honest, the next January up until I'll say March, April, it nothing improved. Uh, things were, in fact, 
probably turning worse. Um, so my team leader also was not in the position to give me uh, answers on how I can grow my role. Uh, I had conversations, openly spoke about it and said, hey, you know, how can I get myself into being more technical? But, but there was just no answer. Um, and also at that point in time, um, my colleagues, my, my peers, my friends, people close to me started leaving their jobs in, in search for other opportunities. So I actually thought the same, you know, I actually thought, you know, should I leave my job to, to, to look for that technical role that I actually sought after? Um, but then I thought again, and I thought about how God had put me there for a reason, uh, three years being very faithful to me. Um, so I questioned myself, you know, is, it, is, is his work finished? Is his plan done? Uh, do I not take things into my own hands and say, okay, God, you know, I'm, I'm done with this place. I'm, I've enough, right? I've had enough of, of this, uh, Three months already, I, I still don't see anything. So, so you know, hit me out, give me another another job somewhere else. Uh, so, that that point in time, I I thought about it. Um, my mind wasn't clear to think about what I should do, but all I know that God had a plan. I, I just trusted that okay, God had a plan, and He asked me to obey. And you know, I remember okay, that's this song that I heard middle of the night uh, to trust, right? And then He said that things would be easy, right? So okay lah, trust and believe lah. Uh, and and then if I obey, hopefully God will bless me. So, I instead of praying for a new job, uh, my prayer to God consecutively for weeks, for 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 months, would be about praying for an open door. I don't want to pray for uh, a door outside of my company. I don't want to pray for a door inside my company. But I just pray, you open the door and and let me see and know that it's from you. So um, I would say some. Time around the second quarter of the year, around April or so, my, my, my boss back then came to me and informed me that uh, the management team of my company uh, has decided to appoint me as a project manager for an office relocation. So we, at that point in time, we were actually expanding. So we wanted to relocate because we couldn't fit into the current building anymore. Uh, so he, he told me about a project manager role. And I thought, okay, another project manager role. Uh, and even more, it's not even IT. I feel like, okay, office relocation, it's, it's quite general project management. You do also deal with vendors. You go to the uh, office site and see and so on. Um, people would actually hop at this opportunity to be very frank. Um, some people would say, that, oh, this is a very uh, nice privilege to do something. But I actually asked if I could reject it. You know, my, my team leader asked me, why are you going to reject that? I said, because I'm looking for a, a technical role. I don't see how by doing this office relocation, uh, I'm going to grow into that network expert, jump in and save the day, right? So I'm just going to be there managing the vendors and so on. I, I could do it, but I don't see myself wanting to do it. Then I thought to myself, I say, hey, God, I asked you for an open door and you give me another project. Uh, is this really yours now? Is, is this a sign, you know, now for, to me or what? Um, I still didn't hear anything. So long story short, I was told, okay, reconsider that uh, that role. I, I did not reject the role, so I took it. And I thought, you know, okay, I have nothing to lose already. Anyway, got nothing much for me in the technical area. Why not just pick up this responsibility and, and do it, right? So I started doing that, that, that relocation project. Uh, and I would say that relocation project was, was probably the toughest seven months in my career at, at that point. Uh, up until today, I would say it's tough. I have, I'm, I have also went through tough moments as well. I wouldn't want to compare and say, okay, which is tougher, but I'll say it's one of the toughest uh, seven months of my career. 
So having to deal with different people, having to deal with the, the contractor, having to deal with uh, the management team in my, my, my company to, to give them updates, having to actually satisfy the whole organization by telling them this is what we are doing and pretty much we will not be able to satisfy everyone. So that was pretty tough. And on top of that, you know, uh, uh, the time that I was given was even half. Um, I was given four months initially and out of nowhere, it was cut short to two months. Uh, you know, I really thought to myself, like, this is quite ridiculous. You know, you want me to move from, from our current office to a new office in two months? Nothing even started there. No construction started. I don't think it's likely. Uh, so I kept praying to God. Uh, you know, I reasoned out. I was like, uh, is this really what you want me to do? I, I think I'm suffering now. Like, God, I don't want to do this. Uh, you know, I actually also at that point did wish, you know, like, if only we don't relocate, I'm happy to stay where we are. Uh, maybe, you know, if in future we can have another floor somewhere in the same office, someone else can do it, fine, fine by me. I, I, I'm okay with that. Um, so I was actually fighting this thought. And, and also at the same time, you know, with my friends, my, my close uh, peers leaving, I see them leaving, going out. Uh, I, I lose that circle of friends. I thought like, should I also then join them? Again, the thought came back, that temptation to, to think about leaving the job, that, that the job came back. Um, but I thought, okay, now this is a tough situation, right? So God said, tough situation, right? Continue to press on. <laughs> that's actually how I processed the thought. I said, okay, continue to press on. Maybe that's what he wants for me. But it wasn't easy. So there were really, that year, a lot of nights where I, I was just up awake, couldn't sleep, not having another conversation with God, but actually um, being more stressed, being more worried, anxious about that project. Uh, mentally, emotionally, and physically, I was just tired. Uh, but God's grace is so good. It, it reached a point where I, you know, sometimes I, I feel like giving up. Something supernatural would just leave me. Uh, you know, maybe a person, circumstance, something would change. Um, and then it just gave me hope. And, and slowly the project just went on. And within the two months, we, we, just, we just did our best. Uh, and I thought, okay, I trust you, Lord, because you said that you will go with me, right? So I trust in you. Uh, you lead the way. I just, I just, I just do what I need to do. Uh, just to, just to let everyone here know, right? That point in time, God was still very silent. So the, the only time I encountered was that night where I was awake, but God was still very silent. I, I didn't hear anything from him, but I just thought, okay, all I'm going to do is I'm going to give my best, uh, but I'll surrender everything else to him, right? Whatever is beyond my control, I'm going to surrender to him. So, so that was, that was really, uh, what happened in, in that, that, that few months. Um, then I think coming to, to what Estelle, you, you, you mentioned about, so you know, what miracle actually happened? What was the outcome? Uh, so we actually moved office in October. Uh, big, huge relief for me. I, I felt like I never slept any better after that for, for the next few days. Uh, within that same week, we, we relocated. The management team of my company came uh, my, 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 my team leader actually approached me and asked me, hey, what would you like to do next? Uh, and, and when he said, what would you like to do next? It was more about a role, not about a project, not about a task, but he, he, they were actually in view of a role. And they actually saw that project, the, the office relocation project, as a test to my skills uh, in all possible ways, not seeing my technical skills. So I thought to myself, I said, well, okay, now that you asked me, right, this is my chance. I'm going to say, okay, enough of projects. I want to do the technical role. So I thought, okay, let's discuss the technical role. Uh, surprisingly, they countered my request. They actually, they actually said, you know, the technical role is there. It's interesting. But we think you should be maybe considering for, for a 
multiple leader role, a leadership role instead. So for some people, I think natural progression, people would see a move up to a leadership role to management team as a natural career move, a great career move. Um, but for me, I was actually still like, I'm not really that in favor of it. It's not as bad as project management, maybe. I've not actually led people yet, but but I think I still like the technical, the idea of doing technical. Uh, then, then I prayed about it, right? So I continued to pray about it. I prayed to God about this this whole role that He gave, uh, He gave uh, that that came to me as an opportunity. I prayed to Him about it. I actually felt a strong push to take up this role. Uh, I actually felt God telling me, take up this role. This is what I wanted you to take from the very beginning. So I want you to take this role, and and then. It hit me again, you know, from, from those times where I was thinking about, okay, God would have his plans. Let me just trust him and obey him. Uh, and I felt that that was actually God's calling for me. At that point in time, it felt like, okay, God was telling me it's time for you to serve, not to be served, right? So if I continue to pursue that technical role that I really desired, that was my personal desire, in God's eyes, there was actually selfish, selfish ambition because uh, like I described it, right, to come in and save the day, it's, it's a lot about self-gratification. I see like, oh, I'm such a hero coming in and save the day when everyone's having an issue. Um, it's about personal recognition, wanting to look good, wanting to be great, wanting to be served, wanting people, my, my, my leaders to continue to look up to me and so on. Uh, God actually humbled me at that point in time and told me, I don't want you to, to be served anymore. I want you to go and serve. Right? So, in the, in the next role, to, you actually serve others, you help them grow. So I think most importantly in, 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 the, in, in this Christian, uh, in this Christ-centered book that, that I'm placed, right, I felt that planting the word of God for me was, was my next mission. Uh, as much as, of course, you are doing your, your work, but you have opportunities to reach out and touch people. When that, that whole thing was revealed to me, right? When I felt God telling me, you go and serve, you don't, you don't be served, you, you go and serve, it made sense to me. You know, the, whole, the whole ocean experience, the, the song that I, I, I stayed up at night to listen and, and wrote my thoughts down, it all made sense to me. It was a tough year. Uh, it was a year where, you know, things was, was tougher than all the years before, but I still found rest in God's embrace. Um, I still managed to get sleep. I still managed to, to go through it. Uh, despite it being really tough, right? And, and God's call to leadership to serve a far bigger ambition than, than my own ambition to be something like technical, that would actually take me on a journey that, that really takes my faith further, right? So as the, as the song said, take my feet deeper, take, take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. That was it. You know, doing this kind of role, it would be really unpredictable because I have to serve, I have to work with people, I have to help people. It's not about me anymore. So that would that would be that journey to actually take my trust beyond borders to actually, you know, encounter God in a in the different way. Uh, at the same time also during this whole encounter, it, it just hit me. God was just reminding me, you know, I'm the good father. I give uh, you good things. Right? Uh, in Luke eleven verse nine, Jesus said, So I say to you, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For whoever who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? 
if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, what more then will your Father in Heaven will give Holy Spirit who, who, to, to those who ask Him. That re- revelation, I tell you, I was already, to be very frank, I was already in tears. I was like, okay, God, you know, you are the good Father. I, I surrender and I guess this is your plan. And, and then I went back a week after. I just accepted the, the job, the obedient to, to, to God's call. And, and that's where I am today. Since, since that, that moment on, that's where I am today. So that's, that's, the, that's the, really the story. That's really the experience behind it. Um, I wouldn't say it's something like, you know, oh, okay, God help me in, in doing my job or something, but it's just uh, um, an eye-opener to really realize that it's not about me. Wherever I'm placed, it's God putting me there to, to make a difference. Really, really amazing uh, to see how that pans out from from reflecting on the song. I think that was beginning of the year, and then you're like, "Okay, a miracle is coming, right? It's something is coming." And then you even had to to went through a process that you least expected. So another project assignment was given to you, and that was the toughest seven seven months uh, in. And even squeezed, um, I think the timeline was also squeezed through. So even more challenge, challenges being placed in something that you don't even want to pursue in the first place. And then going through that process, um, offering you uh, a position in, in a counter offer sort of way to say, hey, um, Edmund, this is where you belong, right? This is where I, I see that your, your greatest strength would benefit um, the people around you and, and where you could make a positive impact. That is a very, very powerful story. And i um, really happy that you're, you're so open in sharing with us today and could also see how um, the personal struggles that you have encountered um, throughout the process has softened your heart um, and in a sense, uh, a stubbornness that you say, I want to pursue a technical role because that's where I feel comfortable in. That's where I, I see my greatest value. And, and that's sometimes amazing to, to witness and to reflect upon how God has always a bigger plan in mind, um, how he has touched uh, not only your life, but lives around you and, and having that puzzle pieces fitting nicely into a timeline that we um, that is definitely out of our imagination. Um, and of course, working at his timing and, and bringing you the best, right? So that's really, really amazing. And <laughs> so, so happy that um, you are sharing with us today and to that level of detail because um, I believe the, the listeners uh, we have today would really, really benefit a lot from your story. And probably they themselves are undergoing through certain challenges um, that they do not see a light right now. But as, as we take um, inspiration from your story to keep having faith, to trust in him, in his words, in the process, and... Um, yeah, I mean that's that's always the the miracle that um, each of us would have the privilege to to experience ourselves, and of course, um, knowing uh, in in this 
a rather complex uh, but very impactful journey of yours. Um, would you be able to condense maybe a few key lessons for our listeners to really take it upon themselves and, and act mm -hmm. on, on some of this? Uh, this? Right, sure. Thanks. Yeah, I, I think I think really like like you said, Estelle. So so the journey, it's all glory to God. Um, because like I said, wouldn't have been there. Would wouldn't be where I'm without all this intervention. Um, that 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 journey, the three years ago, uh, sorry, the 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 five years, the journey that I had five years ago, uh, has really changed me a lot. And I think sometimes I look back at this at this journal to really feel the faithfulness of God through the years. It's also for place that I, I go to when I am discouraged um, because it's a reminder. It feels like a reminder from God directly to me. Whenever I feel like, okay, it's, it's tough, go back to go back to the oceans and 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 feel that God is faithful. God is still there for you. God is always there for you. Right? So um, the last few years has been tough, I would say. If you ask me, doing this, this role or you know, now taking up being obedient to God, has it been smooth uh well god has helped me a lot smooth made, made things a lot smoother than i could imagine it to be um but but of course it's tough challenges i face them all the time right so some days they are good but but they are also challenging days um some days i even wish that oh if only i took the other route if only i do this but i know that is not what god wants me to do um even to to certain extent i feel like you know sometimes i cannot do this uh, I'll pray like, you know, God, you know, take this away from me. I, I, I find this journey pretty tough. Uh, sometimes very lonely. I don't think people actually know what I'm going through in this, in this role uh, that I'm doing today. Um, but but it's, it's more humbling that when God tells me, uh, you know, these are people that I've placed in, in your work life, right? So, so whether people uh, who are working with you or not, uh, these are people that I've placed in your work life and, and also reminded me through the parable of talents, you know, the one where uh, the master entrusts his, his servants with, with bags of gold uh, and, and two of the three servants, they, they uh, invested in, in it wisely, but there's one more who did nothing. Um, you know, in that parable, Jesus did say, whoever has will be given more, uh, they will have abundance, but whoever who does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. Um, so it, it actually reminded me, you know, whatever that's placed under my care, whatever that I'm entrusted to, uh, I'm actually a steward of God's creation. My role is to steward what God has given to me, uh, and, and I still continue to feel that, that call. Uh, this journey, like you asked me, what, what would be the lessons I have actually learned? Uh, it's, it's a humbling journey, um, because, because a lot of times, also, sometimes I think like, Okay, la, this one I think can do one, la, you know, can, can, can easily just do it. Uh, don't really need to take a lot of process on that. God actually humbled me because it was more reflection to me that, hey, you're very arrogant. You're very proud uh, to think that you can do this by yourself. Uh, God reminded me, you know, where, where, does, where do you think wisdom comes from? So actually for me, currently, my, the current verse that has actually uh, resonated to me over the last, I would say, year and a half has been John 15.5. Um, Jesus said, I'm the wine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's, that's really a reminder towards these last few years, uh, one and a half years of, of, my, of my career, uh, being, being more comfortable in the role now, 
to, to still tell me, hey, you need to remind, you need to remain in me. You need to still be part of me. You still need to trust me. I'm the wine, you're the branch, right? If you try to do things by yourself, you can do nothing. There's nothing you can do. You want to bear fruit? Stay and abide in me. So, so that's a reminder to me uh, when I sometimes grow arrogant, grow, grow proud, or maybe even neglect my walk, you know, uh, as 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 a Christian, as we get we get busy at work, so we neglect our walk, and 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 then that's a reminder to me. So John fifteen five has been uh, my source of strength and, and reminder to uh, to me to in everything that I do, you know, to just remain in God. Yep, and um, that's indeed the the goodness um, to keep really pressing on the faith, the trust, uh, and then to reflect on on some personal testimonials that you have journaled down. And I believe the listeners would also benefit from uh, from tuning in t- to your stories today. I know I have at least, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, being a leader, um, a lot. Also say that it's a it's a lonely journey. Um, it humbles you, but at at times um, where you are also in a position where you have to make certain tough decisions, where you have to consider uh, more of your your team members um, and so on, and and that's indeed a, a journey um, that I believe um, God has placed you in, and would like to see you even bringing more impact um, to, to others and to yourself. And I, I believe that's that's a, a really core inspiration that you would always root that back to, to this story of yours. And, and um, <laughs> I mean, we have iterated quite a lot of time um, that we want to have uh, more of him and, and less of us. Mm-hmm. And and maybe just to wrap things up, um, I guess you have shared quite a, a very personal journey of, of yours. And again, we thank you for that. Um, what would be some of, um, maybe you could share about three key takeaways from your story that you see um, us as, as listeners can can really take it out and to, to act upon. Right to to really take action in in the challenges that they face today might not be exactly the same as as yours, uh, where mm. it was uh, related to a career transition. I would say, um, yeah, maybe you could say a few final words um, to to our listeners today. Right. Yeah. Sure. I think talking about takeaways. Um, like I shared, so this is a, a very personal journey of mine. Um, so to share this on a, on a podcast publicly, who knows who's going to listen to this uh, when? It could be some years down the road. Um, I, I really hope and that this, this just inspires people to know the God that we serve, right? It's, it's about Him. It's not about us. Like you said, it's more of Him. Um, so this journey, I think, for, for me, the takeaways, I, I would say, you know, it. I don't really share, have a lot of opportunities to share uh, Christ directly at work. I don't, you know, walk up to, to a colleague and say, "Hey, uh, you know, have you heard about Jesus? Uh, come, let me tell you a bit." I, I think, you know, there's also a balance to to professionalism and how you deal with it. But I take every opportunity to share about God's goodness, no matter how simple. So if I see there's an opportunity to share, I share. Right? Like, like even a small miracle, like, oh, by the way, you know, there's one time a. Uh, 
I just maybe you don't believe in in God, but I prayed, uh, and then this thing happened. I tried my best to to share that. Way. Um, without expectation of whether the person is going to know God directly or not, but it's, it's pretty much letting them know that there is such a God who exists. First of all, um, so share, sharing for me is to really glorify God to to tell about how real He is. Um, he actually hears all our thoughts. He knows all our wants. He knows all our desires. But more than that, I think he, he actually has a good plan for us, uh, more than what we could imagine. To, to be very frank, uh, you know, sometimes we think that, okay, this is what we want, right? Like my, my story earlier, I shared, oh, this, I want to be a technical person. But God, as, as, we, as we know in Ephesians 3.20, it says, uh, to all glory to God, who is able through his mighty powers to work within us, accomplishing more than what we might ask or think. Sometimes we ask things of God, thinking that, oh, this is what I want. We think that this is the best. We think that this is already nothing better than that. Right? We, 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 we limit God to that box. We limit God to his ability to that. We think that, okay, this is what God is going to do for me. And this is what God can do for me. So we limit him to that. But actually, he can do way much more than that. Right? So that's one of my takeaways. Do not just think that, okay, uh, this is what I think God can do for me. Uh, so let's, let's pray for that. He can actually do much more for you. Yeah. And, and also, I think it's also a, a, another takeaway is to, you know, a reminder to trust and obey God. Uh, like I shared, right? So struggling and then I'm also oh, wondering, huh? I'm asking for a, a technical role. God, you're giving me another project manager. Obeying God seems very illogical sometimes. Like, like that office renovation project. It's like, to me, like, here I say I obey you and you give me something even uh, beyond what I want to do. Sometimes you even struggle to obey because you, you think that you will lose something in the process. You think that, okay, when I obey him, I'm giving up something. I, I'm going to give up something that I like. So it's very hard to obey God when you have a lot at stake uh, and, and, and more to lose. But at the end of the day, we need to remember, you know, when we work, we, we serve God. We are not serving our earthly masters. Uh, Colossians said, said that, right? You know, we, whatever we do, we work with all our heart. That's for working for the Lord, not for human masters. Because we will receive inheritance from the Lord as our reward. It's the Lord Jesus Christ who we are serving. So that is that is the most important one. Don't uh, just, you know, out of our own wisdom, try to do something uh, we think it's right. At the end of the day, it's trusting and obeying Him. And and for me, then the last takeaway that I want to share also is, is to humble ourselves and work. Uh, like I said, you know, sometimes I grow proud, arrogant, I can do and you know, I'm so used to doing it. Don't really need to seek God on this. It's, it becomes, you know, like second nature, you just do it. But actually God opposes the proud. He, he gives grace to the humble. You can do something a hundred times without fail, but who knows what happens in the hundred and one time you, you might actually face something different. So God says, you know, opposing the proud, let's not be proud. Let's, uh, continue to, to humble ourselves. Uh, this, this whole journey for me has also been, like I said, a humbling one to, re, to remind me to remain humble, right? to get strength from God, to, remem- to remember that uh, our God actually don't see the titles that, that we have. These are all from Him, right? Our titles, our possession, our money, everything is from Him. Title, status, everything. But He sees our heart, how we serve Him. So this is, for me, important. You, you, you can be uh, you know, someone with big position or you can be, for yourself, you might think that you are nobody. You know, I just start a, a, a new role in this company or so I'm a nobody, but God can use you. 
when he sees your heart and how you serve him quietly without boasting about, oh, this is how I'm serving him, going around telling, oh, I'm serving God in this way, telling around to friends because God knows how hard. Wow. <laughs> um, really powerful key takeaways. And if I could um, quickly summarize, I think first would be 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 open to share God's goodness and, of course, um, remembering that his, his goodness is accompanying you throughout um, your, your work um, on earth. And second, trust and obey God, um, not thinking that, hey, it always comes with a sacrifice, uh, but always, always have faith in Him, no matter. And, and third, to really humble ourselves at work. And I, that, I think um, these three key takeaways is, is really something that we could apply to, to our work life. And um, I guess looking also at the time, uh, we would like to invite you, uh, Edmund, to, to maybe share a Bible verse. I know you shared a couple in uh, throughout your sharing. Maybe you could share one that really resonates with you the most in this season. Um, and then um, to also say a few words to, to close the, the sharing session for today. All right, yeah. Um, I would still stick with John 15.5. And I think there were a couple of verses, but John 15.5 for me resonates a lot right now to, to where I am today. Um, like I said, I think the, the, the first few years starting the role was a total new ground for me. So a lot of dependence on God. Um, but as I move on now, about four years in, in this role, sometimes it's, it's just it becomes a habit. So I do things a lot by myself. Um, sometimes I wake up in, in, in a rush. I, I say short, simple prayers. I, I just don't have real intentions to, to connect with God before I start the day. Um, so John 15, 5 for me, it's, it's a reminder that, you know, whatever, you, whatever, wherever you are, however long you're doing something, however familiar you are, you have to re remain in Him um, because He is the source He's the true source. He's the life giver, right? And John 15.5 for me is that verse for me right now. And I think, um, especially this year, right? We know it's it's been a tough year. It's a year that we all face all sorts of new challenges, all sorts of new situations. Things that, you know, we don't even know what will happen next in future. We don't even know how things would be in future. For me, John 15.5 has been about telling, it's telling me about, you know, you, you remain in me. Yeah, there are a lot of worries in the world, but you remain in me and and I will actually give you life. You will bear fruit. You can do a lot more when you remain in me. So that, that is the worst that has been uh, has actually resonated with me quite a bit. Right. Um so as I as I also just want to close a little bit, I think for me here it's it's just to share. Uh I, I share the story coming from, you know, uh, my journey from 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 previous role up until this leadership role. Some some of you might hear and I think that okay, you know, he has a call to, to lead, to serve. This is God's call for him. Um, but at the end of the day, you may or may not be in the position of, of leadership. But I believe that God has a call for all of us. And our, all our call is to work for our heavenly master, like I like I like shared. Right. So it's it's serving him. Uh, we are still required to respect our earthly employers, of course. Right. So so as the Bible says, uh, Obey your earthly masters with respect and fear. 
um, because that's how you also obey Christ. You obey them not to gain favor from them only, but as slaves to Christ, we do it to also uh, doing the will of God from our heart, right? So it's, it's really coming from the heart. Um, and work, as as like like you shared, I think some of us going through different seasons in life. Uh, work, it's a very I think previously previous introduction podcast you shared it takes up a huge chunk of our our life for the rest until we until we retire. Um, and God's intention for us to work is of course survival is is primary primary, but work is actually good. Work don't see work as something bad because God wants us to do work, um, do something useful, and also then we can actually be contributing to those in need, right? So that's that's uh, the purpose of work. So maybe the, the, the question to, uh, some a thought for us to, to really think about, you know, what do you see your work and, and what do you feel God is calling you to pursue? We are all in different situations. We would have different meanings to that. We have different areas to pursue. Uh, I would really say pray over your job, right? Pray over what you're doing. Pray over your responsibilities. Commit your responsibilities to Him. Seek Him for direction. You know, sometimes we we tend to think, you know, like like the Christians, right? We tend to think, uh, in order to be used by God, we need to do big things, really big things, uh, things that really inspires others, amaze people, and so on. We underestimate small actions that brings big consequences. You know, small actions just just by being kind to others, sharing with others, being real with others. Telling about the goodness of God, that that is that is already very impactful. Already um, being used by God, you don't need to go and you know serve in whichever ministry and so on. When you do little things like that, uh, like what Jesus said, we are actually when we do things for for the least of these brothers and sisters, right? They're doing it for Him. So I I think also a reflection for myself. Sometimes I I think okay, you know, I'm here serving. Um, am I and I am I reaping? By, by seeing a, a, a life safe, uh, we, we sometimes feel that we are only accomplishing when we bring someone to Christ. You know, when we bring a friend, a colleague to a Christmas party, a Christmas house, and they accept Christ, then we feel like, oh, okay, now I have actually served God. Sometimes our action of sowing the seed is equally, or if not more important. So what we do at work, pray about it. If you feel that you are actually sowing seed, the right seed, sowing what God wants you to do, then it doesn't matter if someone else Harvests the seed that you sow. Most importantly, is you're, you're obedient and you sow the right seed. So, just just to close, I think this has been a, a one journey that that I reflect on God's goodness and faithfulness in my life. Uh, I just continue to pray that God opened the right door. Uh, you know, I've found that actually the least tiring tiring thing to do is to attempt force a door open and try to think of okay, what should I do next when this door open? I think it's it's really trusting in Him, surrendering, and say. God, you continue to help, right? So I don't know what, where my journey next would be. Would I continue in, in the leadership role or would he then shift my position, shift me to doing something else differently, something I really don't know. Uh, but I think the assurance that, that this is a Christ-led journey gives me uh, peace in my heart. Uh, in exchange, I really pray for obedience and a humble heart after God's plan and, and, his, and his will. Yeah. And I also pray for the same. Uh, I hope this inspires uh, the listeners uh, also to, to maybe help them also ponder on the current state of where they are today. 
um, and be able to to you know have help them at the end of the day have their own personal encounter with God. Maybe we are also having a friend uh, or two who actually do not know Christ yet. Maybe through this, uh, it will also make them be a bit curious about about who this this God is, and and to really have that opportunity to get to know uh, God in, in in a sense just to, by hearing and and knowing and okay, there's there's a, there's a God who exists uh, and have the curiosity to just know more about Him. Yep, Amen, Amen, and um, from from. Us at uh, Word for Work, we would like to thank you, uh, Edmund, for sharing with us a very personal journey of yours, um, walking us through your personal faith journey, um, gracing us with your time in, in sharing in this podcast, and also touching us with your your story of of how your career transitions, um, challenges, and confrontation that you have encountered up to the the resolutions. Uh, with God and His words, uh, really, really good sharing, uh, and we we look forward to also having you in the future uh, to this platform again to to share more stories uh, with us. And for our listeners, um, highly encourage you to um, to really take actions uh, out of the, the story today that you have listened uh, to Edmund and, and his encounter with God uh, to really reflect upon uh, your experiences at your own uh, career journey and your own uh, faith journey and of course um, if you would like to connect with Edmund and don't be fooled by his serious demeanor <laughs> uh, really a cool humble and, and kind guy just DM us um, in, in our Instagram and then uh, we can also connect with uh, connect you with Edmund himself and so that's it uh, ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Word for Work my name is Estelle and looking forward to have you in our next episode Thank you. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's release of Word for Work. Do follow us on our socials at Word for Work and subscribe for more content. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.